Welcome to Formation. Today we'll be talking about how to pray while knitting and while sitting in silence. Join us. I'm Shannon Moore and this is Formation. This is our weekly podcast series from University Christian Church in Fort Worth, Texas, where I meet with people of all walks of life to talk about their background, their faith formation and spiritual practices. And today I'm very excited to have uh, one of my favorite people, Mary Jane Allen with us. So Mary Jane, thank you for being here today. And we've known each other, uh, well, we kind of knew each other a long time ago, sort of on the margins Mm -hmm. when I was uh, in the band at a worship service that used to be here at this right. church before I was on right. staff. And that, search. So I knew who you were. I didn't know you, but I knew who you were because you knitted. Yes. You were you were usually yes. sitting there knitting. Tell us a yeah. little bit about why that might have been. <laughs> oh, so we have a personal ministry here and it's been going on for 19 years. And so we knit personals for people for all sorts of reasons. Um, maybe they've had a loss or they're having surgery or Sometimes it's in celebration of something mm-hmm. or... Um, like a baby or... Like, uh, well, we have somebody who makes special blankets for oh. our babies who get dedicated. So they okay. get a blanket that's been blessed for them. Um, maybe somebody's moving away and, and starting seminary or something. So we um, give them a, a shawl for their journey. So. And so what's the purpose of those? What, when you give somebody, what, what would so, you tell them? I, I think it's just a way... To, for people to be wrapped in God's love. Mm. And um, when you wrap it around somebody's shoulders and we have a special prayer that we read to them and um, I usually try to put my hand on their shoulder just to be connected to them. Um, it's a pretty special moment. Um, and a lot of people will tell me that it's always on their chair or they sleep with it every night or mm-hmm. um, it. it's just a reminder of God's love with them and their our church's love for them and and we send them all across the country and around the world to people who don't even know us and we don't know them um, but somebody knows them or has a connection to them and thinks that they could use one and so we bless it for them and send yeah it on. i think it's such a beautiful ministry in so many ways because i know there's prayer that goes into the creation yes. of the shawl and then the group blesses the mm-hmm. shawl, sometimes with a clergy person, sometimes mm-hmm. not. Sometimes. And then when you give the shawl to somebody, there's a blessing. And I was yes. lucky enough, one, somebody very close to me was moving um, to a foreign country, and it was a tough time. And I was there when you wrapped that shawl around him mm-hmm. and said that blessing. And it was such yeah. a powerful and emotional moment. Yes, um, yes. And for that shawl, I remember um, starting that shawl for him specifically. I mean, you and I picked out the yarn Mm -hmm. um, for a color that would be meaningful. And um, I I started that shawl as he was interviewing for the job Mm. to even move. Mm -hmm. And so so sometimes you know who it's for when you start. And so you can pray for them specifically um, the whole way through. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't know until you finished and sometimes you um, are knitting a shawl. And so if I don't know who it's for and um, I just am praying for whoever comes to my mind or my heart. Yeah. Um, And then we we keep them until there's a need and then we bless it for that person. 
That's great. So, I love that ministry. So yeah. thank you for it's, your leadership of um, that and for your continued. It's a, uh, just a blessing to be a part of. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, I always like to ask people um, what their childhood faith was like. Like your, What's your background in mm -hmm. religion or mm -hmm. what was your faith development like as a child? So um, I grew up going to University Christian Church in Normal, Illinois. Okay, lifelong disciple of Christ. It is a Disciples of Christ okay. Church. Um, my father was an ordained minister. My grandfather's an ordained minister. You know how many and generations you are? I've had several guests and they always tell me how many yes, generations um, they are. Yes, three for sure. I, you know, I should know if my grandparents' parents were disciples, but I don't know. I'm so new, at least three. I'm new, you know. I'm first generation. <laughs> <laughs> at least three. Well, welcome. Okay, great. Um, so I grew up at an Illinois State University is in Normal and our church was right on the corner of the campus of the university, just like we are here. And um, I... I lived there until I left to go to college and went to TCU. So I grew up in the same church, mm. um, smaller than this. I remember my first Sunday here, just watching the choir keep coming and coming and coming <laughs> and just shocked by how many people were in the choir and processing in. Right. Not my experience in my church. Um, you know, I think they were lucky if there were 10 or 12 people. Mm -hmm. But um, grew up going to church camp, um, going, going to youth group. Um, that's where I was baptized. And so I had a very, I mean, we went every Sunday. There was never a question, are we going, are we not going? Right, it um, just was, we just, right? we just went. I don't want to go too bad. Yeah, yeah no, we just went. And, um, you know, we were usually the last people to leave, I think. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I had a great church to grow up in. Yeah, that's, I love that. I love that so much. And so what about at home? Were there any prayer practices or how, how was, what did faith um, look like at home? We, we did a prayer at dinner time, mm -hmm. um, kind of an unusual prayer. We would say, um, my dad would start it and say, food is good, and we all say, right. And then you could say whatever else was either good that would happen that day or something going on that day, and we'd always say, right, and just kind of respond to that. And um, say, food is good, right? And I'm trying to remember, um, I'm embarrassed to say I can't remember how it ended. But we had a, the same, maybe that'll come to me, how yeah. it ended. But that, so we did that at mealtime. Did your dad come up with that? Probably. Uh-huh. And it changed because um, after they moved here, I feel like our prayer was, um, blessed are you, Lord our God, ruler of the universe, who brings forth bread from the earth. Mm -hmm. that, was, that was our dinner prayer. Okay. Um, but we did Advent devotions. And we had a, a brochure from uh, the church in um, New York where my parents lived. Um, I was born there, but when I was two months old, we moved to Illinois. And so we had this um, Advent devotion booklet from like 1964 mm -hmm. um, or 1963, because we would have moved in 64, um, that we did every year as I was growing up. So we had our Advent candles on the table. We got to take turns lighting them as, as I'm the youngest of three. And so as we got older, we got to help read um, and do the response of reading. And uh, we had to sing, which was not always, did not always go over <laughs> very well. My, my dad loved to sing and my mom was a good singer and um, the rest of us, you know, sort of, but, um, and we did that every year. And I still have that. Um, I, I, there's, um, one of the responses is, you know, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. 
that was, and I just love that because it was part of our Advent devotion, and yeah. we've read that every year. I love that. So instead of a different book every year, you had the same one. So I'm sure we, there were things that you remembered from the previous mm-hmm. year as time went on. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. So um, it has a thing the first week of Advent on keeping Christmas that just talks about it's not a day or, you know, but it's a season and it's not about, you know, how much money and, you know, but it's about, you know, the love and your heart and your, you know, yeah. preparing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love reading that every year. And I always think I should be, I should be sharing this with people because I just, I don't, I don't know, it just really speaks to me. I love that. That's great. So. And so church was just what you did. So when you came to college, Sounds like it was just a natural thing. You just, well, there's yeah, a church. There I came across the street to, to UCC here. And um, back to the Advent thing. I remember the first year I was a freshman here, I, you know, didn't have my Advent devotions at school, but I didn't really think much of it until we got to Christmas Eve. And I thought, wait, I'm not ready because I, I, haven't, I haven't done my preparing. Oh, and wow. that just really spoke to me about, oh, this is something I should do mm. all the time. Um, I was, that was a surprise to me because I just I didn't really think about it when I was at school right. and that I'm not doing it, but I just remember thinking I'm not ready because I haven't prepared. I prepared. Oh wow! And so that's pretty powerful. So yeah, so I continue to try to find an Advent devotion or an Advent some practice. Yeah. Um, to be ready. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, we're going to take a short break and then okay. uh, we will be right back. And we'll continue this conversation with Mary Jane. The members of University Christian Church have a message for you. You are valuable, worthy of love, and already part of what God is doing in the world. We invite you to join us Sunday mornings for worship. Traditional worship in our sanctuary at 9 and 11. Simple worship in the chapel at 9.30. Or visit our 1010 service in Walker Hall. We are a church of open-minded people who value curiosity and recognize we don't have all the answers. We strive to be open and honest about where we are on our faith journey. We practice compassion and generosity. All are welcome at University Christian Church where you can experience Christ's courageous love for yourself and learn to carry that love with you wherever you go. Discover more about our programs and upcoming events at universitychristian.org and stay connected by following us on social media. We are back at Formation with Mary Jane Allen. So Mary Jane, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on today is because um, over the years I've been so uh, touched and frankly impressed (laughs) by your um, dedication to meditation. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if you would share with us a little bit how you started your meditation practice, what it looks like, what it entails, that sort of thing. Right. So, um, I think, so by meditation, I think you're talking about centering prayer specifically mm-hmm. or just some of those practices. Yeah, just in general, but your, your silent sits and... Um, right, so yeah. in about 2016, I think, um, that's when I think I was really um, introduced to centering prayer. I was in a group that... Um, Will you describe what that is a little so, bit? So, yeah, so centering prayer is um, just, um, for me, it's an intentional time of just sitting with God. And so it's a prayer practice where you're not praying for people, you're not trying to listen for what God might be saying to you, you're just sitting in silence. 
And so um, when the thoughts come to your mind, which they always do, um, you gently let them go. And um, you have a kind of a centering word that you um, bring back that you kind of repeat to yourself or bring, helps bring you back to saying, I'm here. Um, and so, and actually mine is, I'm here. Um, and so, and sometimes I have to say, I'm here with you, because I'm like, I'm really trying to be here with God. Um, and so it's um, 20 minutes is just kind of the goal. I mean, you can do it longer, you can do shorter. Um, 20 minutes is sort of what people sort of ascribe to, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's just setting aside um, a timer for 20 minutes where you're just sitting with God and not trying to think about anything else. Mm -hmm. And so um, I was introduced to that uh, in 2016 and there was a group that had, was meeting like twice a week and um, they had been meeting for years and I was just invited to join them when I could. And I started trying to go to that w when my schedule would allow. And I remember, um, I don't remember how long I had been with them but I had one set, and we, you try really hard not to say this is a good set or a bad set. Um, <laughs> just is. You just, you know, it just is whatever it was that day. But I had one day where it was like, wow, this, this was a really good one. I, it's like you're in the zone or something. I mean, I just felt like it was like everybody in the room was gone. I mean, they had disappeared. I was just kind of on my focused in my, in my own little space, but my mind wasn't wandering like it often is. And I always thought, oh, this is, this is what you're supposed to do. This is what your 20 minutes is supposed to look like. This is the goal. And so I asked the group how their 20 minutes had changed over the years, because I figured these people are really good at this. They've been doing it for a long time. And so I was so surprised because their answer was, our 20 minute, my 20 minutes isn't really different. They still struggle with the thoughts that come and they, they can't get past them or, you know, our 20, the 20 minutes isn't really different, but what I'm like the other 23 hours and 40 minutes of the day is different. Oh, yeah. Because I've taken the 20 minutes. And that... So they really put no value on, like, that felt good or it didn't feel good. It, right. Well, maybe they did, but they didn't... But what it said to me was, it's not really about the 20 minutes. I mean, it is, mm -hmm. but it's not. Mm -hmm. Because there's something that changes in you because you've done the 20 minutes mm -hmm. that impacts the rest of your day and the rest of your life. And they talked about um, having more patience with people, being less reactionary, um, being calmer in situations. And it just, I mean, it surprised me in the moment because I was thinking, oh, uh, it's the 20 minutes is what's important. Mm -hmm. And it is. But it also, it's, it's not necessarily trying to figure out how to make that 20 minutes. It, it's just bigger than the 20 minutes. Right. And so um, I think for some people to think you're sitting there doing nothing. Really? <laughs> what? Really? That's something? And in this, in our culture, that's, yeah. that's not productive. That's no, not it's a, not productive. And, you're not accomplishing and something. So, um, so it just, for me, it's... Um, it's being intentional. I'm, it is, I am doing something. I'm spending 20 minutes with God. Mm -hmm. 
who's always there, but I'm not always there. <laughs> and so it's, it's saying this is important and you're important and being with you is important. Mm -hmm. And so, so I, and I don't know how much longer it was, how much past that time it was when I thought, oh, I'm different. I'm, I'm reacting to things differently. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because of that, because I've been doing that. I've been yeah. sitting for the 20 minutes. And so, you know, I'd like to tell you that for the last eight years or whatever, I do it every day, but I don't. Um, I, you know, I go through seasons or periods where I'm, I can be pretty consistent mm -hmm. and then some where I'm not. And I think, oh, I, I can tell I'm not doing it because of the way I feel or the way I'm reacting to things mm -hmm. or I can usually be pretty calm in this situation or patient in this situation and I'm not being as patient as I'd like to be. Mm -hmm. And I think, oh, well, when was the last time you had a set? Right. Um, maybe you should go back and do that. And so. I love that. Well, we had an interesting um, situation occur in 2020. Yes. Um, we had started a uh, Lenten discipline uh, with a group of folks if I remember correctly, we did it at your house. We did. The first did. one we did at your house. Maybe we did the first, the first two. two at your house. Mm -hmm. And um, it was, we started with it. We're going to do this again this year, by the way, at, at, during the season of Lent. Just, oh, good. We're going to. Are you coming to my house? Well, <laughs> I put it in the bulletin. I hope so. No, I'm just joking. We're, we'll do it here. Okay. But we're going to start with a short amount of time mm -hmm. and then increase the amount of time right, every week. Right, which is a good thing to do. Um, and so we started that. And then in the middle of Lent, the COVID pandemic yeah. happened and we had a quick decision to make about whether to just cancel it mm -hmm. or continue on Zoom. Right. And so we decided to continue on Zoom. Right. And uh, do you remember the first one, how you felt, or do you have any remem uh, remembrance, um, any memory of that no, first no. one? I do because okay. I was sitting in a little alcove in uh, here in the church with my laptop in my lap mm -hmm. and another minister who's since retired was also there. It was so strange. Uh, but over time, we made it through that whole season of Lent mm -hmm. and discovered, I think, that uh, we could feel each other's presence yes. even in that Mm -hmm. medium yes and then when after Easter you want to share what happened so yeah so several of us said I, I really like this I want to I want to keep going and so you know I think we started with about 20 people mm -hmm. in my living room and then when we went to zoom it that wasn't for everybody right. and it, you know we probably went down to 14 or whatever and then after that yeah you know, I, th I think we had eight or nine that wanted to continue mm -hmm. And the nice thing is, well, the nice thing is that like one of those people in that group moved to Dallas, but she could still be part of the group because mm -hmm. we were Zooming. And um, we all discovered that we still wanted to be together, but we sort of appreciated that it, I didn't have to have a 20 minute drive to church <laughs> and then to be here for 30 or 45 minutes and another 20 minute drive home, mm -hmm. I, we could do this from home mm -hmm. and still meet. And so, um, five of us continued until last December. So we started in 2020 and we lasted until December of 2023. Yeah. Meeting by Zoom and. And 
then to let that go. I mean, the se- the season for that mm-hmm. was over. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a, a good lesson for us, too, that, as you said before, yeah. you go through seasons, but any sort of anything we're doing or that is meaningful, we can sort of hold lightly because um, it may not last forever. Right. And that's okay. Right. Uh, and some things might go on and on. Um, right. But the season for that came to an end. But what a what a gift. Yeah. It was um, really nice. Yeah. It was really nice. And I, for me, I think um, being part of that group, I, I wasn't able to stay in it until the, all the way to the end because right. of other things that came up. But uh, for the, the time that I was in it, just what it felt like to, to be doing that with each mm-hmm. other was, mm-hmm. was great. And so, uh, well, thank you so yeah. much for uh, coming on to talk about that. Well, and, you're welcome. Um, for Thanks for having me. sharing your story <laughs> with us. And um, I love hearing these stories of uh, people that I know and what their spiritual practices look like. And I would like to hear your story. If you would like to share your story on Formation, I hope that you will contact me. Just simply email formation at uccftw.com. I would love to hear from you. Take care and have a great week.